Welcome back to Creston in the Afternoon. Tom Nash, contributing to Apologies of Catholic Answers. Visit us at Catholic.com. Joining you, uh, filling in for Al today. And joining us now is Chris Pate. Chris Peden, uh, excuse me, is the father of two autistic children. He is the founder of Peden Accounting and also the author of the book, The Blessings of Autism, How Raising a Child with Autism Helped Develop My Faith and Made My Life Better. And most recently, his rather compelling article for the National Catholic Register, and you can see it at ncregister.com, one of the blogs, Four Ways Raising a Child with Autism Has Blessed My Life. Chris, welcome to the program. Thanks, Tom. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's one thing to 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 say. You know, people talk about saying something, or that sounds great, and writing about something you've written about today uh, in the abstract. But you've actually lived it, which gives you um, makes you a much more compelling witness. Uh, you know, it, it, you even lead off with a little bit of humor about your. You have two autistic children. You have two children, right? And both of them autistic Correct. sons. And that you said that a pack of gum saved your marriage, <laughs> kind of tongue in cheek, no pun intended. <laughs> but that uh, elaborate on that. It sounds like you've learned to be able to with the challenges that can uh, come up in in raising autistic children, including uh, particularly autistic boys. Um, that you've learned to be able to to roll with some of the challenges. Can you elaborate on that in that particular <laughs> anecdote about? Uh, chewing gum and saving your marriage. Well, it, the, the chewing gum also comes from uh, just watching a lot of sports games or uh, watching the managers. I watched the Orioles growing up and see okay. uh, Earl Weaver just working the working the gum hard when Palmer would get into a lot of trouble there. Oh, I so, remember all that, and the, the, I still remember the, the Orioles and the, the four guys with uh, twenty wins back in the day. So we're in the same age range. So I, I'm a Detroit <laughs> Tigers fan, being in Michigan, but I certainly have a lot of respect for. Uh, what they did, but going back, I'm sorry, sorry for the digression. No, no, that's, it's quite all right. Uh, so it, it really was rolling with the punches. It just wasn't anything that I consciously came up with, but just developed over time and, and just going to, to mass and trying to absorb what's uh, being said and presented. And uh, that I just kind of picked up on, look, it, it's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to be okay. Mm. It's, you just have to just kind of trust, and the the trust just kind of developed over time, um, and just you know, with praying at times. And as I will say from time to time, my prayers didn't always begin with "Holy, Holy, Holy." Mm. There are a few other words I'm not going to say on the show. I understand. Lord help me, so and was, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. But it was just more. The more experience I got, the more it was okay. I've lived through this. We will get through this. God bless you for that. That witness. My parents. Um, we had a special needs child. My little sister Mary, who died in two thousand and eight. They didn't. She had uh, Down syndrome. They didn't expect her to live. Oh wow! Days or months, let alone uh, excuse me, days or weeks, let alone months or years. And she lived till forty two. But yeah, that that has its own set of challenges. And and yet, how my parents accepted her and also welcoming into our family. We've seen it like you know that that children with uh, who are pre- diagnosed prenatally for Down syndrome are much more likely to be aborted. Now, at this point, and thank God, those that can't be diagnosed with regard to autism, I hate to see what the statistics might be for that. Mm. But the point the point I'm making is that uh, my my uh, nephew, they've welcomed a Down syndrome child. And when you when you raise the child, when you welcome a child and you lean on God and, and get the sense of redemptive suffering in the cross, that this can be something 
that can draw you closer as a couple, you and your wife, but also just as a witness to others. Can you elaborate on the, you know, 30 years older and wiser, as you say, how God has shown his loving grace with the opportunity to raise your two boys? Well, as I said in the article, there was times that they would, I I thought about it, and it was more of a what would have happened if they hadn't Mm. been this way. Yeah. And there were a lot of times that I've talked with other uh, parents of autistic kids and just provided them this, look, I've been down this road where you are. I can help you out of that. And I could have had a career where I was at the office, you know, 14 hours a day and not see the kids. And I don't know what would have happened then, but just the decision to be available for the kids and come home and just focus on them uh, has provided me more because I'm able to minister, as someone had said to me, uh, to those other parents and say, all right, yeah, we're going through this, but I have survived it. You can. Let me show you what you can do. Um, I'm also part of a Facebook group of autism dads, and it's just every so often able to reach out to some of them and just say, hey, you know, you've got this. God has it. Think think about this or maybe try this or, hey, if you just need to talk, we're right here. So it's just been a way to witness and not necessarily um, quote Bible verses, but just say, look, I'm here. There's just knowing that there's someone there who could help you through this and has been through this is very comforting. And I've also said that if I had the kind of um, the support or the uh, camaraderie I had with the other artists and dads now back in 2000, things may have been a lot different. I probably would not have had as much struggle as I did just knowing that, well, no, you're not screwing this up. This is normal. Everything's going to be okay. That, that mean again, that is, that is beautiful. I, I know my, my dad, some of you, uh, so that he could be more available to the family, avoided uh, or didn't take some promotions. And I think also the fact that you're not just ministering to your own children, but you're ministering to others that are in your local area and then across the Internet, that you have credibility. You know, you speak about Scripture verses, and it's, there's nothing like uh, actions speak louder than words and how you're witnessing to them through your own life and uh, with the credibility of having you know, been 30 years down this road. Uh, you mentioned, too, that your world is maybe not as bigger when you, because you talk about where parents, when their kids get older, take vacations, but you said your world is smaller but no less joyful. How is that? Well, because it's one of those that the we don't necessarily need a lot of what we see, and I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, and there is a lot of wealth around us. Sure is. And when you stop and think about it, it's like, okay, did we actually need this? But there's joy that we pick up with just from the kids. Uh, you know, my older son loves watching football, the commanders, and just the joy he gets out of that. My younger son is a puzzle savant. Uh, he will oh. do puzzles very quickly. But just seeing the joy he gets that and just the, the smiles and just from everyday life, um, them overcoming things and just participating in life brings a lot more joy than would a new BMW or a huge house out in the, the suburbs. So we find the joy, it just the, the celebration of just seeing what they're able to accomplish and also just the, the joy that they bring other people because they're able to, they're, some of their teachers have been able to be fulfilled by helping them. They 
they went to this profession to help people, and it's a way for these wonderful teachers to feel fulfilled because, hey, I made a difference in that kid's life. So that's a joy that we can see, and we've loved with all the teachers that our kids have have and working with them and just knowing that they've been there and they've been helping us and supporting us and have had great relationships with. So it's not necessarily the million-dollar bank accounts, but it's the smiles and the joy and the triumphs that they've had that have provided more blessings to us. What kind of insight can you give on, on in terms of raising autistic sons, uh, children in general, in, in the sense that I oftentimes don't, Down syndrome are known for their consistent joy, although they have their trials, where sometimes people see autistic kids who might be at church or, or at the grocery store and there's an outburst. How have you learned to deal with that just because knowing that that's part of their condition and yet, how, yet they, they too can be very joyful? Yeah, so what we have learned is that there are going to be certain situations where it's going they, that they're more likely to have meltdowns, and that's if there's a lot of stimulus around. Mm. Um, we we don't go to like uh, we don't go to Christmas Eve mass because, as everyone knows, that's going to be the most crowded one that's going to be there, and there's just a lot happening. Got we it. prefer the early morning Christmas Day mass because there's just not as many people there. It's nice and calm. So we've learned to. No, anticipate situations, take a look at what's happening around us, say, all right, what do we need to do in this situation? And just have things like uh, fidget spinners, the the things that have been driving teachers crazy for a little bit, <laughs> as well as little things that they can twist. Yes. But they, they've been um, lifesavers. And noise-canceling headphones. Um, uh, one of our uh, priests saw it on him and says, He's, he, can he hear? He says, yeah, Father, oh, but actually what it does is it amplifies your sermon. So he's here scrounding out the noise, but your sermon gets amplified, and he, he chuckled at that. So it's just knowing helps that— Helps him to focus. It allows him to focus. Beautiful. So just tuning out everything, but just anticipating what the situations are and how we can— um, uh, how we can deal with it. It's we're almost like I don't want to say Navy SEALs because they're just awesome, but sure. we just always go in with a battle plan and, and are more aware of the environment around us than most other people would be. Kind of preemptive strikes in a good way. Exactly. And now, for one of the other things you mentioned, uh, besides you and your wife learning to go it alone, maybe you can address this at the same time uh, in the final two minutes we have in our segment here. But you learned that uh, in your marriage, you can't go it alone. You need the support of others. And then also you've learned to trust God more. Could you, how how would you give an example of that? Well, it's more of a, just after we have survived it and we, we, we walk into a situation, get home, and someone's throwing a, a fit, and just, just, Lord, please lead me through this, and then when it's over, you just sit and say, okay, yeah, God was there, nothing bad happened, we were able to handle it, thank you you will get us through this again. And then as we go down the road, we know that, okay, we've been through this before. God's got us. Just focus on what needs to happen, and God will take care of the things around you. I reminds me of a great spiritual director, uh, Father Gallagher, who says, you know, when we experience things, I've been here before, you know, trials. And and when we learn from our situations, then we can uh, that much more prepare and handle those trials in the future, as well as, as you say, helping others. And that's just a profound, uh, profound witness on your part. Now, you have your book, right? Now, is that available yes, in print or just on digital form? 
I have it on digital. I'm still trying to figure out, uh, and if someone wants it in print, this they can always uh, contact me and just uh, through, I believe, Amazon and say, hey, can I get a print copy? And I will find a way to get that in print. Wonderful. God bless you. I, I just think that what you've done, your your book, the way you're living, you and your wife, your children, it's it's a much-needed witness in our world today. So thank you very much. And Thank you, sir. Uh, God bless. God bless you. And also, uh, go to ncregister.com. Four ways raising a child with autism has blessed my life by Chris Peden. Check it out. It's worth checking out. It's very edifying. God bless you all.